Welcome back to the Morning Skate Podcast. Your host, DJ Mitchell, here with Matt Moody to go over the big new announcement. Everyone, I mean, waiting. I, I mean, it, it felt like it was just every single person in the world was waiting for drafters to release the NHL contest. Well, it's here today. They listened to my calls. Did they tweet about it? No, but that's because I'm checking uh, just all day for you. We're going to talk about drafters. We're going to talk about some of Matt's fades. We're going to talk about the underdog contest and uh, some correlation notes that I wanted to get to here on the Morning Skate podcast. I'm just going to bring him in. I'm not going to do the whole intro song because I still haven't fixed that yet. Matt Moody from the Morning Skate podcast. You're from uh, formerly of Fantasy Insiders, formerly of what else? So I'm trying to do a good job here hosting. I'm, I'm going to let you hang yourself uh, on your own words rather than. I'm missing. I'm here. missing one more. I, I know there's another. You don't one know that I guess anything I've, I've done. Uh, uh, prior of formerly of it's, X10 it's Sports, a, the uh, Sports X Powerhouse. That's is. the one. Oh, yeah. I mean, Mail Media Net too, um, and, and Fantasy I, I Labs. Some, Holy crap! I did some Fantasy I'm Lab stuff uh, with with that's our. The, that's uh, the one. The, yeah. yeah, with our king of the ETR college football world, uh, Sean Newsom. Um, but yeah, no, uh, it's it's been a long time coming. We were hinted drafters a couple weeks ago. Um, I'm in Pennsylvania, so I can't play. And, you know, obviously the contest is not huge or anything, so it's not actually that big of a deal. But um, it's at least something we can talk about. You know, I, I do think there will be a pretty sizable edge because nobody has thought about this format before over on drafters. So applying even the smallest amount of thought Goody. should be useful. Honestly, it's funny because like I, yeah, I was gonna say I gave it like a couple minutes thoughts. I read through everything, and I was like, I'm just gonna jump into a lobby and get going, and I'm sure it'll be fine. The people are probably like super tethered to ADP. They're not, and, and it's good in that. It's it's good because someone took Bedard like 21st in this format, which seems ah, uh, well, we'll get to it, you know. But like people were jumping up the board to get players, not even like correlated or anything, just jumping up, taking over they wanted. Except I thought no one would take defense, and I could just wait and wait and i queued up some guys and it just didn't get there but we'll go over all that um as time goes on so uh do you want to pull up yes. the fades list first you want to go over your your beehive and whatnot yeah sure um yeah sure let me just grab this link and throw it um in our discord because actually you didn't tweet the link did you uh okay doing that uh, right in, now. in any case I'm, I'm, yeah okay uh Drop it in the Morning Skate Pod Discord and tag at everyone if you can. Um, just just to make sure if uh, you know that they catch the stragglers. Uh, but yeah, basically, uh, if you didn't watch last week's show um, and you know you're not in the Morning Skate Pod Discord or follow me on Twitter or anything, um, I did start a newsletter, uh, basically hoping for you know uh, once, maybe twice a week, to just sort of you know write about my random thoughts. Um, if you're in the Discord, you know that I spend a lot of time. Uh, talking about random topics and I figure you know I, I actually like to write I, I actually kind of prefer writing um, it just takes a lot of time and I realized I'm spending way too much time these days just like playing MLB the show and like I, I'm not bad at it but I'm also not good at it it's like what the hell's the point and so I'm like let's just spend that time doing something I also enjoy and you know that can generate content and generate eyeballs and sort of just continue to grow uh, you know what, what we're doing here for the Wednesday pod and everything DJ is doing and everything we've been involved with for the last handful of years. So uh, it's called Primary Points. Uh, it's linked in the, uh, if you go to the Morning Skate Pod this, uh, podcast feed, if you go to the Discord in the announcements tab, uh, you can find the link to it. 
And I have two uh, written things out, one sort of covering underdog uh, strategy, roster construction, you know, just a very specific thought on that in addition to the many things we've covered on this show. Um, and then the one that I'm going to talk about to cap off this long sort of uh, nonsense, uh, uh, you know, this path I'm on is uh, I went through my top uh, 50 ADP, uh, my fades in that group. Uh, I also posted the full list of my top 100 uh, ADP fades. Uh, this is as of, I think, Friday. So obviously ADP shifts around a little bit. Um, but basically, you know, it's very easy to talk about the players that I'm highest on. Um, if you've watched me, if you've you know been in the Discord or anything, you probably know that like I'm a big Shea Theodore stan and he's my highest exposed player. Um, but it's not very often we get to talk about the players that we're actively fading uh, because it's a, you know, I write a little bit about the mechanism behind it. But you just don't really see a lot of that because, you know, you're, you're making inherent choices to select a player. You're not necessarily going into a draft saying, oh, I'm not going to take this player. You know, you kind of let the room uh, do what it does and things fall out naturally. Well, after 70 drafts, uh, it's pretty easy to go back and see who is falling out naturally. And so I sort of, you know, reviewed that and wanted to uh, sort of write some thoughts on those specific players. So. What our plan is, is to basically go through it, you know, I'll summarize what I wrote, and I'm going to just have DJ react to it. You know, maybe DJ can have his exposures pulled up and see if he's on the fade train with me, if he's, you know, uh, over-invested in this player, if he's matching the field. Uh, but basically, this is just sort of, um, you know, a cheap way to talk about players in a way that's not totally manufactured. Um, so let's start sharing here to move all all tweeted, posted, um, all that good stuff. Thank you. Thank you for doing that while I uh, filled, filled the air. All right. Let's see. If I zoom in on the text, blah, blah, blah. Gosh. How do people do this? Hey, what's up, Joey? Been a while since we heard from you. Joey. Um, DJ, do you have a drafters referral uh, link? Because obviously I don't. Yeah, I think it's just I could I'll, I'll post it. I mean, I'm pretty sure it's just literally DJ Sabers. Um, right, and then I think they're I mean they were doing it, but it was just a deposit bonus match, and then this would just give you an additional twenty dollars. I believe is I don't think they have anything else, um, but that and yes, your promo code. Oh wait, send. Hold on, same stage. I don't know. I mean, they they were given a deposit bonus up to like. I think it was 300. Um, but so just double check that. But I didn't, you didn't need any additional code for it. Um, but just double check on their site. Yeah. I used DJ's I know a friend just did this. And he got, he got, yeah. Yeah. He got the deposit. Yeah. I had a friend that did it. He got the deposit bonus and he got the $20. Like it was no problem. Okay. Yeah. Honestly, uh, if we get myself. if we get a bunch of people, if we get a bunch of people signing up for drafters with DJ's code in particular, he might actually have a little power, you know, a little sway as far as shaping what the future looks like as far as, you know, drafters contests. They, we'll see what they happens. They followed me right away. Yeah, they followed me right away. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm optimistic that they at least know what I do. Um, yeah. I think I got a favorite will be our over there on, on my post about it. So. Yeah, he can be our elected representative, uh, sort of all things drafters, uh, best puck. But anyway, before we get into drafters, uh, looking at underdog and uh, specifically covering the fades, I uh, highly urge you to go through and, you know, read this article uh, yourself if you have not. Um, it is, uh, the newsletter is pinned on my Twitter profile, at Peak Moods, um, so that's the easiest way to find it. Um, 
but yeah, so, you know, I don't need to go through um, the Genesis. You can see here the full list. Um, I can zoom, well, let's just, let's just skip the full list for now because they'll just probably generate too many questions. All right, so first up, uh, Nathan McKinnon, um, through 69 drafts, yes, I picked a very nice time to uh, filter out my uh, fades, but through 69 drafts, I have two shares of Nathan McKinnon. Uh, all these players that I'm going to mention, I have either zero, one, or two shares of. So um, you'll see that. Uh, what's going on here is you see Nathan McKinnon, he's a center. Um, I have 2.9% of him, meaning two total drafts. And he's drafted uh, as of last Friday at a 3.6 ADP. When I've selected him, my ADP for him has been four, you know, 4.0, meaning I either got him at pick three and pick five or twice at pick four, just sort of take the average there. Um, and then I sort of summarized that in terms of an ADP value. Um, the reason I did that is because I sort of wanted a quick way to tell, like, uh, when I do take these players that I'm fading, am I getting value on them? Um, or am I, you know, did I take them ahead of ADP, yet I'm still, you know, a light on them versus the field? That's sort of like the really bad place to be uh, because, you know, you don't have a lot of him. So if he goes off, you know, you're, you're screwed. And uh, if you're getting bad ADP value when you do take him, even when he does go off, you're probably losing out to the field that's getting him, you know, uh, well after you got that said player. So here it's basically dead even. Um, and Nate McKinnon, his story is really simple. Um, I think there's three reasons that he is uh, at the back of the center top tier list. Um, and I just haven't gotten many fourth overall picks. You know, uh, I've gotten pretty lucky to get a lot of Matthews. I've gotten a lot of late picks. Um, you know, Kucherov, guys like that pop up on my top exposures. Um, it's not that I don't want to take McKinnon. It's just that I will take uh, Matthews, McDavid, well, McDavid, then Matthews, then Dreisaitl over McKinnon. Um, you know, I'm slightly worried about McKinnon's health. He's slightly older than this batch of players. Um, he also shoots a ton, but he doesn't score a ton. He's just not a good goal scorer. Um, and when you consider the power play, the team he's on, McCarr and Rantanen are going to be the main trigger men as far as goal scoring. Um, so while it's super valuable, of course, to have Nathan McKinnon on your team, um, I just don't think that a guy who shoots like 10% on the power play versus these absolute otherworldly uh, goal scoring snipers, uh, I just don't think he has the upside to beat those three. I mean, I'm not worried really about the floor that he uh, creates. So while I'm okay taking, you know, Pasternak, Kachuk maybe ahead of him, I probably will just take him at four when I get the chance, um, but I'm not going to take him at three. I'm not going to try and balance out my exposures um, for the reasons there. So DJ, um, what is your Nathan McKinnon exposure? Are you sort of with me in that he's the back of the top four centers or do you feel differently? Uh, he's yeah, he's by, by fourth uh, of the four. I do agree with that. Um, I think he actually is. Let me just double check. Okay. I'm missing three teams. I think he's just one below the two of the three, um, hold on, Did not give me, there he goes, McKinnon. McKinnon is 9%, seven of 73. Um, Matthews is my pious because he was going, uh, you know, just not at the top four to start the lobby. So the first like 10 or so I did, I took him almost every time. I have met 15%. Um, McDavid, you're all thinking 100%, but actually it's tied with uh, McKinnon. He is uh, seven to 73 so just about the right. And then Leon, I'm a yeah, 10%, 8 of 10, or 8 of 70. So all pretty good, but it's not that I'm, you know, like 
actively doing that. I think it's just been, I've got a lot of fours comparatively or, you know, yep. yeah, pretty much. Yep, makes, I got uh, a lot of fours. Makes perfect sense. That's just, uh, that's, that's the way it falls sometimes as uh, people who are seeking McDavid, you know, uh, you know, tend to know. All right. So the next guy up is Jason Robertson. Um, the sort of main takeaway is that, you know, all these players that are going in the first round are outstanding fantasy players. I'm not trying to tell you that, you know, Jason Robertson's not good. Um, he was a rock star last year. Like there's no getting around that. Uh, you can get really good correlations with him. Joe Pavelski goes in the hundreds sometimes. Like he goes very late in drafts. Um, if you think he can keep up his performance the last couple of years, we were Heiskanen. There's some chatter about, um, you know, him shooting more this season, but, uh, plot twist I'll, I'll cover him in a later uh episode um in the next newsletter because i'm fading miro for now as well um but really i just have a bit of hesitancy to go in on robertson and stacking dallas uh because i love rantanen and i love kucherov and i just think kaprizov when it comes down to it i would rather click kaprizov over robertson um so I, i'm not planning to fade robertson entirely uh, but, you know, I'm basically taking Kudrov over him based on current ADPs. And so he just sort of has been phased out. You know, I've taken Robertson at pick 10 or, you know, 11, 9, so on, so on. Um, so I'm getting slight value uh, versus the field on Robertson. So I feel okay about that. Um, but how does the back of the first round shape out for you so far between like Kudrov, Rantanen, Kaprizov, and Robertson here? Uh, so I was shocked and i think in the one of the last ones i did when kind of a lot of people in the discord were all in it together i actually for the first the second time i got capris off and that's not on purpose again it's just been i have drafted like i just i i cannot really justify not taking a in there um i think i might try to spread the exposure a little bit more i just think the upside in colorado is really really high so i have quite a bit of ranting in right now um, I think that, you know, the order should kind of continue to go as it is four centers, uh, pasta, the Chuck, I have ranted in just a little bit above sort of the, the next tier, which is that J Rob, um, the Caprizov. off, but I've just yeah. found myself getting quite a bit of, uh, branded in it really is even, yeah, that I, I, I honestly just haven't had a ton of almost any of them. Um, I have a, a lot of pasta, not a lot of pasta, a lot of the Chuck. Uh, yeah, a ton is uh, Matt mm-hmm. the Chuck. I, I've gotten into slip a couple picks. Um, so, so anytime um, I'm drafting, just, like I'm saying, in that like six, seven, eight spot, a lot of the Chuck, way more than the rest, and then ranting in. And then I just, again, I, Kaprizov's kind of been the guy that goes before the Chuck, some, some of those lobbies, and it's just been kind of killing me. Um, and then, yeah, someone's asking about uh, Brady, and it's just like, again, Brady, the yeah. finishing ability is, is sort of just yeah. like, um, I'll, I'll, I'll touch on Brady. Um, I'll touch on Brady in a second. I just pulled up current ADP. Well, again, as of last Friday. Um, but yeah, Miko Rantanen really ha- really has risen above the rest of this crop here. Um, obviously, Jack Hughes is a slightly different conversation given he's a center. Um, but yeah, Kachuk certainly involved is belongs in the conversation. I'm a bit lower on Kachuk, but again, that's also a factor of getting Kucherov. Um, you know, he's just my click there. I think he's uh, simply incredible. Um, and I don't think he slows down this year. So, um, in any case, we'll, we'll keep moving, but kill the car. Um, you know, this, I think we've covered this. It's really hard on underdog to warrant, uh, elite defensemen, um, because there's just, it's so easy to replace a portion of those points late in drafts for defensemen. 
um, there's just not a ton of separation because an underdog, you get points for shots, you get points for blocks, and you get points for hits. While McCarr separates based on his point production and his goal scoring, uh, which is particularly elite for um, a defenseman, he's not going to separate at the D position the same way that a McDavid or even a Pasternak or you know Kucherov, the way I see things, could separate at their forward positions because the point production is just, you know, because the fantasy point production is just so much more condensed based on uh, the really high floors that these defensemen have. Um, we've seen this borne out in the data the last two years. Of course, McCarr dealt with injuries. Um, so, you know, it, it's tough to sort of, you know, say, oh, well, this is a bad strategy. Just the way I see the, the mechanisms working out and the fact that you only need to score one defenseman per week, I'm happy to sort of take a slight loss at defense and try and chase a super big win at center or wing in the first two rounds. So um, I've taken McCarr, you know, I've gotten him a couple spots after even current ADP. I um, mean, he's been sliding, you know, he started in the you know low teens and now he's in the mid teens in terms of ADP. I um, mean, I imagine he'll continue to slide, um, but really the, the scoring or the, the reasoning isn't necessarily kill McCarr stinks. It's more just that uh, it's really tough to, uh, entice me on a defenseman. So DJ, um, I'm pretty sure you agree with me outside of maybe Roman Yossi, which is more of an Yossi ADP thing uh, prior to like where he sits now. So is that a, is that where you're at? Yeah, not, nothing to argue with. Yeah, Yossi was very much a, holy crap, I got him in the fifth. And then it was, holy crap, I'm yeah. still getting him in the fourth. And now it's, can't get him in the third. So yeah, it's changed. But um, yeah, I think those two defensemen are a bit above the rest of the class. But you can argue with Darlene. Uh, you know, obviously you have to say Carlson's still in the mix a little bit. Um, but yeah, it's it's kind of Makar Yosti, and then how much like how much are you really losing? I think we've talked about this at nauseum, but like how much are you really losing if you take, I don't even know, like I mean Theodore is your guy, but you could say even Petrangelo. Like you could talk about any of these guys and just be like on a week-to-week basis, are you getting absolutely you know shellacked by and then those are you know mm-hmm. 10 or about eight eight rounds apart. Um, but comparatively, you know, you're talking about not taking Stutzel and you're talking about taking like, I don't know, Toffoli. And it's like, I think there's just a, a much bigger gap, but I'll let you get to the next couple of guys because yeah, um, I definitely, I definitely see some, some of your points here, but uh, this is where I think it's going to get a little bit stickier. All right. So, um, yeah, so I grouped these two guys together because Mitch Marner and Timo are basically at identical ADPs. Um and when I pull this up, uh, this is just the Excel with uh, the ADP. You can see it in B through D here. Um, we see Mitch Marner, you know, after after Stutzla, basically. Uh, we see Mitch Marner, Timo, and then the goalie start. Um, nestled in this range are Kyle Connor, um, Nylander. And those are sort of the two guys that, you know, you can see here. I have 13% Connor and 16% Nylander. I believe that's gone up over the past couple of drafts I've done, and I've not taken uh, Timo yet. So, um, you know, that is stayed zero. Uh, so just sort of framing the argument, um, I'm just far higher on Nylander and Kyle Connor than these two guys. Um, and when I don't want to take Nylander or Connor, I really like to sort of have my pick of the goalie. Um, you know, I'm doing a little stuff to, to try and make sure that when I take Matthews, I have an even distribution of, you know, Sorokin, Batsy, uh, Shesterkin, if I can manage it. So I'm sort of doing some stuff on the back end to, to, to massage that. And I just like having that choice. I don't think it's a bad pick regardless of who I take. So like, there's just a lot of thoughts to go into this back of the second round. 
And basically, Mitch Marner doesn't really fit the profile for me. Um, it's like an okay stack with Matthews, but really, he's just not going to put up like ma massive monster weeks all that often because of his lack of shot floor and the fact that he doesn't hit, he doesn't block shots really. Um, so you're just giving up a lot, I think, versus Connor and Nylander in terms of week-to-week -week floor and in terms of week-to-week -week ceiling. Mitch Marner is an awesome player, and I'm happy to take him, um, but I just don't think that where he goes currently is where I'm really comfortable with it. Um, so, you know, I'll stop there because I'm pretty sure he's not the guy we're in a, a big disagreement on. Um, DJ? Uh, I first want you to guess my Nylander percentage uh, first. 19%. 30 30. Okay. Um, wow. Yeah, um, you should have you should have been in some of those early lobbies because he was going in like the fifth round. I was like taking uh yeah, so he is my fourth winger. Um he's only behind one. I mean there's winger, 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 goalie, winger for me. Um and uh two of them are very ADP dependent. Uh one of them's a bit more of a maybe it's just me projecting. Um well I'll, I'll get to it at the end. But yeah, I'm the lowest on mm -hmm. Timo in this range. I have a not a metric ton of Marner because everything you said I agree with, although we, we saw this guy advance at an absolutely monster clip in the first puck. Uh, puck, what the heck? Best puck, there it is. I almost called it the puck lock. I, I, my freaking brain's broken. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, he, and like we know he did that because we went back to those like that two weeks and he had like a hundred points. It was just, and like we know yeah. we can do that. It's, it's like it's not like he's undraftable, and I think that that should be like very well put out there. Yes. Like he certainly could have spike weeks without having a monster uh, shooting floor or really any of those rates that you mentioned. Um, the Timo one to me, I, I again, no, I haven't gotten the Timo yet. I have, I haven't gotten. Let's stop on Marner. Yeah, thirteen percent. Um, and wow, really? I think that okay. that's a bit higher than I expected, honestly. But yeah. I don't, there's really like, if you name any winger in that range, I feel like outside of Stutzel, which has just been, I think more of just how much Brady Stutzel goes um, and just a lot of lobbies. I think I'm pretty much overweight on most of them just because they weren't going as early as they are now. Um, and we, they just continue to climb up the board. So getting in on those initial lobbies, uh, I honestly think Brady is also, um, you have 2% Brady. So it just hasn't really clicked and I kind of want to get more, but for a lot of the things you already said, I'm just a bit higher on Kucherov. I'm a bit higher on a lot of these other guys. And it could be wrong, mm -hmm. but I, I am also, like yeah, I'm, there's, I'm alluding to, a lot higher on a lot of other guys in this range. Yeah, there's there's a lot we can do to sort of like figure out um, whether you're high on players because you got them super late, so on and so forth. Um, you know, so we'll, we'll, we'll do that in a future week for sure. Um, but okay, so Marner, I think, is fine stacking with Matthews. If you click the link here, it takes you to the spot in the video that we sort of reviewed playoff level data that we were sort of expecting to see stacking to be like this super powerful thing come the playoffs. And we just didn't really find evidence of that. Um, so like, I'm not that worried about stacking Matthews with Mitch Marner, for example. I'm totally fine taking Neilander and just betting on the offense and sort of like, yeah, they might play together at five on five. Who knows? Things can change. Um, so, you know, it's just sort of like uh, a secondary point. All right, Timo. Um, I don't think Timo Mayer's locked into a power play one job. They have the defensemen. Like, they're not rolling five forwards ever. They're, they're just not doing that. So it's either Dougie, you know, it's probably Dougie. It could be Luke Hughes. Not really relevant for this conversation. Jack Hughes is their guy. 
He's he's not leaving. You know, I don't think that's a, a surprise. Nico Heischer, he takes the draws there. Jack Hughes is not play center on the power play. Nico Heischer is going to be on the top power play uh, 100% of the time if he's healthy in my book. So that leaves, you know, two more spots. Um, Jesper Bratt just signed a very similar deal to, you know, the Jack Hughes, Timo sort of extensions that those guys received. And he played a really surprising, honestly, 199 power play minutes out of the 220. That's sort of the, the main nucleus I'm talking about played. Um, so I know that he sort of fell off a bit toward the end of the season, Jesper Bratt did when Timo came into town, but man, Lindy Ruff is, you know, very adamant about having Bratt on this top power play. I don't know that that changes overnight. And, um, so that leaves one spot, you know, the last time we saw this team, Andre Pollat was power play one. I don't think that happens. You know, I don't think he's going into the season, you know, after aging another year, yada, yada. But, you know, last year in the playoffs, Andre Pollat in their final game was on the top power play. Um, Timo was banged up, you know, so on and so forth. Dawson Mercer, everyone loves this guy. He is an awesome player. You know, he he produced last year. Um, he's young. He's only going to get better. He's got pedigree. Okay, fine. Tyler Toffoli, like they went out and got Tyler freaking Toffoli. Um, I just don't know that we're, you know, we're basically projecting that Timo Mayer is like locked into a line one power play one job. I just don't think that's happening. Like, I think it's more likely than not, but like, I don't know, 60% confidence. Like that's not nearly enough for me to take this guy in the first round. Um, So Timo puts up great rates at five on five, but he doesn't score. Like this guy sucks at putting the puck in the net. I love Timo Mayer. He shoots below 10% every year. You can bet on it. Like maybe this is the year and he spikes up the 15% and it doesn't matter what his role is. He scores a ton because he shoots a ton, but he will never be a guy who's beating goalies clean. I don't know how you sort of square the circle of going four picks after Brady Kachuk, who, if you're saying a guy with elite rate stats at five on five, gets all the power play time he can manage and jams puck like no other into the goalie. I think that's Timo's upside. His ceiling is four picks higher than he currently goes. And his floor is Victor Arvidsson. I'm not trying to disperse the name of Victor Arvidsson, but this is a guy who shoots a ton of five on five, doesn't get super premium offensive minutes, and is very productive in the time that he has. The floor is so low on Timo Mayer, I will not have any of him. I cannot sort of uh, reconcile with myself how to get to him over these other guys in the range. So you can read more. There's just more here. But man, uh, that's basically my argument. So uh, DJ, do you want to fight that or are you in somewhat of agreement? I, I agree with a little bit of it. Like, I just, I, I feel like you're you're lowering him a lot based on a projection that could be wrong. Um, we have no reason but, to believe he's not on the top power play other than there's other guys and they're good. And what do like, you mean? Well, like, you know, they signed him to a huge deal. They traded for him. They had him on the top power play. So like I I don't know I I I think he's I mean I don't really like I mean he wasn't on the top power last year last time we saw him like like yes he was hurt he was hurt he literally got moved off the top unit like like sure it could happen he was playing second power again like again I think there's just an unbelievably massive upside in Timo Mayer though that you're just sort of ignoring because there is a floor that is and like I'm not saying like I think. Connor is better than him. Um, Nylander is, yeah, it's right there. I think it's it's a little bit closer than maybe. I mean, the the, the hitting is pretty cool. Um, that definitely helps boost his floor a little bit more than maybe you're saying. 
Um, and, and just overall, I, I mean, like the one thing last year that really hurt him was he just didn't have a lot of assists early on because he had no one to play with in San Jose. Um, I think that the, that number that really dipped year to year will go back up playing with top tier talent in New Jersey. Um, I'm just not that nervous about him being like a, you know, like a, you know, sub 750 underdog point score. Like, I feel like you're saying he has to be to really just completely sink you. Um, and I think the upside is again, getting back to like that uh, uh, 850 range. He was just a couple of years ago. Um, you know, it, again, there is a bottom out uh, potential. He might be worse than Kyle Connor. I don't know if I'm dropping him too many tiers below. Like I'm not dropping him below Zach Hyman, who we're going to talk about next. I'm not, you know, it's like, who am I dropping him below then? So yeah, I'm still going to be drafting him a fair bit. Um, just like, I think I'll be lower than the field because I will be taking uh, Connor over him. And I believe I'll run the field because I'm just never going to do the Jack Hughes team. I one, two turn type shit that a lot of people do. Yeah, it takes a long time scrolling down ADP boards to find anyone with even a question of them being on the top power play unit for their team. So that's all I'll say. I'm pretty sure it's a Vander Kane when I did this exercise as like a guy when you scroll down ADP who's not going to be power play one. And so that to me is really concerning with Timo, a guy who historically doesn't score a lot of goals. Like, yeah, he shoots a ton, so he'll get his goals that way, but like you know, you're really betting on something we haven't seen for like that absolute smash season. Um, yeah, this is only you know, mainly a joke, but the bracket. <laughs> I, I, we don't have to go there. He'll be at the top power play probably, but yeah, I there's no to... chance that. Okay, yeah, let's, let's get to Roman. I don't. Okay, yeah, Roman Osi. I don't really have a lot. Um, you know, uh, it, it makes sense. Like, but I think honestly that if I'm trying to be high in Roman Osi. I'm just going to lose to players like DJ that took him a lot in round five and got better forwards, you know, to go with Roman Yossi. So, you know, when you consider the fact that he's an elite defenseman and that I think I can backfill those points late um, and the fact that he's right around these goalies I already mentioned. Yeah. It, it's just a different uh, ADP environment to draft him now than it was when DJ was getting a ton of him. So I don't even know that it's really worth the discussion, um, but just a guy that I'm not going to try and shore up my exposure to. I have that. Okay. Uh, sure. Yeah. Zach Hyman. Um, I have two shares. I've gotten him slightly after ADP when I do take him. Um, and, you know, I do think you can say Zach Hyman is locked into the top power play. Um, you know, it would take him being poor to sort of lose that job. Um, it's just, you know, it, it's sort of the main reason he was so effective last year to get to this ADP is not only they had the top power play job because, you know, honestly, Evander Keane will also play a lot in the power play with McDavid. It's just that McDavid doesn't leave the ice. So he's power play one and power play two. Um, the reason Hyman was so freaking good last year is because he spent nearly all of his time at five on five uh, with these elite players. Now I don't have um, the breakdown of like fantasy point production in these minutes, but I do think it's a very interesting story to tell because we just saw a season in which the Edmonton Oilers flamed out in the playoffs because the Vegas Golden Knights absolutely exposed their lack of depth. Um, now, Vegas was a historically dominant team as far as their bottom six and, you know, bottom D pairing and so on. Um, but it really goes to show, like, what good is this Edmonton team if you can't trust them without McDavid on the ice? Because um, you cannot trust him with just Neon Dreisel on the ice either. Um, you can see that, you know, anytime you put 
pull up some five on five stats, you'll see that Leon Dreisaitl is an absolute drag on uh, his team. So honestly, I was pretty surprised that in 164 minutes, which isn't great, but it's pretty decent sample size without Connor and without Dreisaitl, Zach Hyman was pulling a 59% expected goal share. Now I'm not saying this happens, but if Ryan McLeod is ready to take that next step forward and be their true number sort of middle six center of the future, um, it would be really, really hard pressed for me to think Woodcroft shouldn't at least try it. Will he? Probably not. But there's a world in which Zach Hyman is playing middle six minutes without Connor McDavid this season and makes his ADP an absolute joke right now. Um, so that's sort of the main problem. It's just that I'm really refusing to take guys who I think are heavily reliant on their teammates uh, for value. And be- just because I don't think we can project what the correlations will look like six months into the future. I understand why Hyman uh, goes where he is, but I- I'm just not betting on the same sort of season as last year. And that's what you have to bet on if you are um, getting in, you know, at a current ADP. So, um, you know, I could talk about Dylan Holloway and, you know, these guys that could possibly make the team and how I would use the, uh, how I would deploy the Edmonton Oilers. But, you know, you can read the piece to sort of get my full thoughts on that matter. So, DJ, how much Zach Hyman do you have in your builds? Uh, not not as much as I'm guessing most people do. Sorry, I was I was just posting uh, the original ADP for Yossi was 58. Um, yeah. Kind of the, the point I was I was making uh, the the first draft I was I had him I remember I had him queued up and I was like oh my god please and then uh, of course uh, count MC I'm trying to think of is that um what's it's Mano, Mano, Mano it's Mano yeah. right it's Mano yeah, I was just like oh he got me so I'm at thirty percent on Yosi um, and then you wanted Hyman which is two percent I have two yeah um, I'm sure okay. they're both so. with McDavid and it's just sort of uh you know I don't want to have no, no exposure there but I you know. I'd rather have, yes. as I've made it pretty clear, uh, Elander. I also have two shares, so uh, we're in agreement. Okay. Uh, Connor Hellebuck. Um, you know, this one is probably a spicy take, but really um, this is more just so that I think the the goalies are kind of nicely tiered for us this season in that there's like this elite tier that goes between rounds, you know, late two and early three. There's sort of like a lot of six or seven guys. And then there's sort of, you know, there's a couple stragglers in the middle, but then there's another group at like the 70 to 90 ish range where you're sort of getting a lot of these, you know, uh, goalies on potentially worse teams that still have that sort of number one with a bullet type mentality to them. And so when I'm fishing out of this first group, I kind of just want to be right about something when I'm drafting, you know, I'm such a slave to uh, positional allocation and to ADP. And it's just sort of like, okay, at some point I must think something. Right. And so to me, it's sort of an acknowledgement that I think Hellebuck falls short in two areas relative to Shesterkin, Sorokin, Vasilevsky, Andrew Saros, Georgiev. Doesn't mean I think Hellebuck's bad. It's just that those guys I think are, in better spots. So all of them play for really good teams, except for Sorokin and Saros. Um, but I think that Sorokin and Saros play for teams that don't have as big of downside that's not already baked in as the Winnipeg Jets do. There is a chance that the Jets blow it up this season. There's a chance that Hellebuck gets traded. And guess what? If Hellebuck gets traded, he's probably not going to a team where he's going to see 60 starts or the equivalent, you know, when you're uh, using uh the rest of the season stats as a sort of proxy percentage, whatever. Um, 
And so Hellebuck just falls short of that bar for me. And while, you know, I'm willing to see uh, instances in which he carries the Jets to the playoffs, you know, Gabe Velarde's the real deal, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I'm just perfectly okay saying, look, if he beats me, he beats me. Um, but it helps me shore up my exposures to these other six guys who, you know, all, all goes well. I'm hopefully over the field on come the end of draft season. So, you know, it, it's, it's a very tenuous fade for sure. Um, but it's one that I'm fully comfortable with just because I think there's multiple outs um, that I feel are more likely than the field possibly does. So uh, DJ, Connor Hellebuck versus the other elite goalies. Yeah, I'm four of 73 of completed drafts on Hellebuck. I am lower than pretty much the most of them, but um, I also, you know, like I think all of the reasons that you said at the end there were like the upside is still he he is the best goalie in the league, carries the team to the playoffs. They have, you know, better output than we expect, yada, yada. Like, I don't think they got that much worse, but they could still blow it up. If it starts poorly, they could blow it up. So, Higher on Georgiev, higher on Ottinger, Vasilevsky's just jerking mm-hmm. and Sorokin, but he comes next to me and Soros is right with him. So, uh, you know, I could go either way, but I, I kind of want a little bit of bowl. I'm not signed in. I don't oh. know what my, don't know why my password yeah, is for drafters. Me, uh, so the last two guys, okay. The last two guys I have are Panarin right. and Fox. I feel like if you've listened to us, you, you know that we just aren't that high on guys who don't shoot a ton. Um, you know, Adam Fox really doesn't do much. Um, the chat that, sorry, the stat that I cherry picked was that Evan Bouchard basically goes at the same ADP as Adam Fox and had four power play goals in 12 playoff games in the spring, you know, very, uh, good future for Evan Bouchard on that power play. Adam Fox in his NHL career, 280 games played, he has four power play goals. So when you're talking about upside, when you're talking about winning the week in terms of playoffs, I just don't know that Adam Fox does that as much as Evan Bouchard does. I think Evan Bouchard offers more as far as week-to-week shot floor. Um, and Adam Fox doesn't offer anything in the areas of hits or blocks. So, um, you know, that's just sort of the, the the main stance against Adam Fox. And then Panarin, he just goes in this glut of guys, Goudreau, Fiala, Caulfield. I'm perfectly fine drafting Panarin. You know, he's much cheaper than he was last season. Um, but, you know, it's not a priority by any means for me which is why I'm pretty low on him. So that's it. Uh, please do check out the newsletter and subscribe. Uh, there's two up there. And uh, next week or later this week, there will be another piece uh, finalizing the rest of the fades that I'm currently uh, looking at. So uh, DJ, why don't you take it away? Yep. I'm 0% on Panarin and 0% on Fox at this point in time. So tough break. Uh, this stat would make Matt happy. And also I didn't, even like know this, but I mean, why Johnson and Leon had the same amount of five on five goals at 19 adds up to me. I mean, I don't know if it's, I don't have it. <laughs> that is impressive. But it sounds about right because that's, that is what Leon does. ADP is an artificial construct. Yeah. It's actually completely fabricated by the uh, backward hat pro media. And then I was wondering if this would even work. Cause I don't, I think there's no, I can't see it. I think there's actually like something yeah. here we can't see, but yeah, if you want to talk about the flyers, um, yeah, I would. Uh, I'd probably pass on we have assuming to? that they're going to be all that great this year. Oh yeah, we don't. We don't. Yeah. We don't. Oh, I clicked the wrong button. All Let right, me, so let's. I'm um, just going to pull up the let's, whole. Let's, board. Do you want to start a draft and then sort of go back into it after like four or five rounds, or do you just want to get this over with before we start the underdog draft? Let's get this over with before we do the underdog draft. It's okay with you. Okay. Um, 
No, that's fine. Oh, wow. I know uh, we just we just go very here. long. So. Yeah, this will take. I don't think this will take that much. We'll, we'll, yeah. This. Yeah, yeah. We'll preview the reviews. That'll probably be best. Um. Okay. So settings. Uh, da, 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 da. Let me just pull up. Graphics is being an absolute nightmare. I can only yeah, I'm only so, showing this right now. I'm just trying to get all the other stuff to load, but and it just refuses to load. Okay. Okay. Get us get us set um, up. I will what? set the stage. Drafters, uh, you can see there's eight teams per draft, so not not 12. Uh, there are 18 rounds per draft, so slightly more players on your roster. Um, the the season uh, long format means that week one counts for just as much as far as the final payout as the final week of the season versus an underdog. You know, week one is important. It'll help you slightly make the playoffs, um, but it will ultimately uh, matter far more how you do in the final week of the season as far as your underdog sort of payout, um, how much money you make on the season, as DJ can attest to. Um, so this is very much so um, a different game. Uh, Scoring-wise, your rosters each week. So again, there's 18 skaters, or eight, sorry, 18 players on a team. Uh, you still score one goalie, so not much different there. Um, but you score three forwards, uh, not considering center wing, which is very nice uh, given the struggles that uh, underdog seems to have with uh, you know uh, properly assigning positions. And you get two defensemen guaranteed have to go into your lineup each week for scoring, along with two additional flex spots. So it's a deeper scoring roster. Um, and so that's a very interesting tweak here, a uh, very interesting component of this format. So uh, DJ, are you prepared to walk us through your draft? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, three for a goal, two for an assist, half for a power play point, two for a shorthanded goal. I don't really know how much you can derive, I guess, a little bump to Marner. I don't know. Uh, shot on goal is 0.3, block shot 0.3, overtime goal is one for uh, players, you know, all skaters. Um, we'll kind of look into that a little bit more. And then goalies, two for a win, one for an overtime or shootout loss, 0.2 for saves, minus one goal against, and three for a shutout. So when I went into this draft, I thought my first thing was going to be I, I probably was going to try to win goalie. Um, not that it's, you know, I didn't really try to go too overboard, as you can maybe see a little bit here. Like, I took Sorokin at kind of the time you take Sorokin. Um, I thought that was probably correct. And then when Georgiev slipped past Olmark, and that was sort of like I kind of want him or Soros, um, I could have got Soros in the next round. Maybe I could have waited, but I was pretty content there. As you can see, I didn't draft any defensemen until Sergachev in round 11. And it was just sort of everyone I queued up just kept going. And it kind of felt like the run on defense as people, you know, tried to fill out their rosters, got ahead of me. But the ADPs didn't really correlate well to where these defensemen went. And I feel like I fell for it a bit. Um, so definitely, that would be my one mistake I definitely think I made there was waiting too long on defense. I was going to take Darlene over Georgiev. That was the guy I had queued up. He goes one before me. Um, I was planning on taking Yossi or not Fox, but Yossi, where I ended up also taking Georgiev. But again, kind of made more sense. I didn't think he'd get back to me there. It was kind of hopeful thinking. Um, but of course, as you can clearly see, I really was most interested in the highest rate shooters I could possibly get. I know someone in here, Tony, mentioned that he just caught Pasternak and Kaprizov at, at his start. I, you know, I'm fine with that kind of build um, because I still think you can get some very useful defenders to fill out those two spots later. Um, but you mean definitely exactly came at a cost like because I sort of had. Yeah, he had the same start. Started. 
this is funny. That's what, yeah, that's what he said he started to do. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think I, I made, made a mistake in not getting one of these premium defenders. That, that, that'll that probably hurt me. I still think I'm probably in better shape than most of these teams. Uh, as like, I think the best team overall that like while I was drafting, I kept kind of being like, oh man, like um, this guy, this Rish, the Pat, I don't know, Patel or Paddle or whatever, but he didn't end up like, I, again, like the four goalie thing. I just don't really like any of his goalies nearly as much. Like I think I just destroyed him in net, but he drafted a lot of really, really good players. I think he had a really, really sound team. Uh, but you're not really competing against the teams in your room as much as you're competing to win the entire uh, contest. You kind of mentioned that, right? Mm-hmm. Touched on yeah, that a little bit. I mentioned. Yeah. So just yep. like, again, you're, you're playing, you're not really like, it's a little bit different to where like, you don't, yeah, you got to beat all these guys, but you also got to beat like a thousand other people too. All at once. Mm-hmm. Should have correlated more. I tried to a little bit, but at some point, um, you know, I got, I got Connor, I got Ehlers, um, defense got away from me i just kind of had to take guys like i just kind of got to the point where i was like i can't like i gotta hit the best guy here um and i just ran out of forwards at a certain point um i got spurgeon with capris off whatever i was gonna take jersey but i just decided like i'm probably better off with matheson like it, it just it it's not my best roster it's one of 30 i have a lot of very big upside pieces and i definitely won goalie comparably to where i think this finishes up where goalies start to fly up the board a bit more um, but I think you want to correlate more and I think you want to get a couple of these premium defenders as, as Matt mentioned, they're just going to be more useful in your rosters um, in this format because two are going to score every week, no matter what, at least. Yeah. I, um, I ran through, so like uh, I highly urge anyone with an athletic uh, subscription to check out the tool that Dom and uh, was it Shana uh, put out. Basically you can customize the, a little bit for your draft and for your settings and so on and so forth and it sort of uh, creates like rankings that are specific to your draft so i input underdog scoring you know a couple weeks ago and it's tough a bit with the positional allocations because they're not entirely correct they're based on you know other sites and, and so on and so forth um so you can't do center wing for instance or like adrian kempe or someone like that could be wrong you know uh just so little things could be different anyway um when I put that in for underdog and sorted it, uh, Makar and Yossi, based on the projections, were the 16th, 17th uh, ranked players on underdog. You know, pretty much in line of where they go on underdog. Um, very interesting. When I did the exact same thing, when I altered this, the settings, the team sizes, the roster sizes, who scores, so on and so forth, um, and the scoring, uh, Makar jumps all the way up to number nine on the list and Yossi up to 12. And I think that's just, uh, you know, a very, uh, that that's a component of needing to score two defensemen per week. Having that separator at defense means that if other players are out there taking these floor-ish scores from defensemen that they get later on in the draft, you're gaining that much more because your advantage is amplified when you're adding an additional spot. You know, if someone gets one spike week from a defenseman and you have two elite defensemen, you know, you're sort of beating them um, even more than you are an underdog. And sort of, it was nice to see the uh, projections kind of agree with that mindset. Um, and then similarly, because the rosters are much deeper, you're scoring, uh, what, quick math, seven flex in a week, you know, considering forwards and defensemen um, versus just five, because I can count. Um, I think stacking is a bit more 
uh, valuable on drafters. Now the trade-off there is, of course, you're not worried about the two-week sprint at the end of the season. Um, but I think betting on an offense and getting that correlation within a team, uh, because more of those players can score when your team smashes, is sort of uh, a better way to go about things. So that's drafters. Please do check it out. Use DJ's code. He put in the, the chat here. Um, and I'll drop a link in the description of the podcast as well. So um, let's let's let this other lobby well, clear. Yeah. <laughs> it, um, yeah. I mean, I could fill it and distract two teams. I really don't care. We can, we can do that this time. Okay. That sure. work. Yep. I'll, I'll draft you. All right. You joined first one. I just joined. It still says waiting. Oh, it's there. I'm eighth. I never get eighth. So I'm really not even that mad. Okay. Let's fill another. All right. Well, that's, um, that's fun. Yeah, I'm going to have to. Uh... Oh, what are you going to do? Everyone just fill the second one. No sense in waiting. We might as well draft two at the same time. Everyone's favorite hobby. Only six. Only six. Look at that. Everyone wants in, baby. Let's go. Five. Hurry up, Matt. Get in there if you're not already. I'm already in. I'm already oh, in. Don't guess. worry about me. I can't actually posture Mac a little low. Matt the chuckle about I'm really I don't know why I'm so high on Jack Hughes. I was trying to go back through. I think I just was taking him at like the you know, 9, 10, 11, 12, like where he's still at ADP wise. And now I'm kind of going back on that a little bit. Um, yeah, we need four more there, though. the overflow. Yep, 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 yep. All right, I'm going to have to just stop here for one second, though, because I'm on. Ooh. I'm just on the wrong thing. I got to share the entire window one so I can go back and forth. Yep, there we go. Hell yeah, Scott. We won't, we won't. Let's go, Scott. I mean... It's gonna be. It, it is soft. Like it. It's gonna be like. I mean, there was a couple of guys. If you look back at those teams, like one guy took like Yossi and Swayman and was done. And like he just got absolutely crippled at goalie, which I don't understand with how big of a a roster and how deep every single position is. Other than goalie, it feels like how you can kind of justify mm-hmm. that strategy. Um. But but alas. So again, for anyone that's new or hasn't seen it, which I'd be shocked if you're new and you haven't seen the brick draft caddy. Um, but it's showing just, uh, oh, I didn't actually, I was going to try to add it back in because Brick once again told me he was going to update the, well, he said he was going to, he didn't say actually he was going to update it this time. He said he wanted to get more into the hockey stuff. That's what he said. <laughs> Wait, do you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Um, no, it's oh, just wow. funny because you were like, oh, you might have actually fixed it. It's only four more. And I charged them entirely up to 100% before we started. So I'm starting to think something's like real right. wonky. Oh, another another fun one. And DJ can't even do anything about it because he's got to be on the clock here. It's going to be another right disaster of a show. Oh, don't worry. I'm just talking to the chat. Um, yeah, Scott, that is 30, dry, 30, uh, 30 spots entered. So there's only a thousand total spots in this contest. It's a, you know, it's relatively small. It's their first one. Um, so, you know, I, I think this format and the scoring and everything is worth investing in. Now I can't, so, you know, take my advice for what it's worth. Um, but I do think it's an actually a really nice way to think about fantasy hockey. You know, you're not worried about the positional nonsense of, you know, why is Adrian Kempe so much worse of a pick than Jared McCann, who were very similar last year? Um, you know, those sort of positional things that go on. Um, 
Yeah, that's exactly right. Like three drafts have run, you know, of eight teams plus probably the lobby has six, uh, six of eight in uh, waiting for the next draft. So I uh, just launched today. Uh, even I think it launched at like three or four o'clock. So um, that's not a that's not a huge surprise. Uh, we'll see. Did you did and, did you see who um what's his name? Oh my god, uh, the Rangers guy was talking about Wheeler going over sixty points. Had like this whole article about it. Um, oh Lord, no. Uh, I keep was thinking, it Larry? Brooks? I keep thinking Lausanne. No, I keep thinking Lausanne, and that's not his last name. That's a defenseman. Um, oh my god, what is his name? Someone, please. It doesn't matter. I mean, I'll look it up in him. Actually, I. Can, let me just go to Twitter. Yeah, I down to four like, people. I will. Yeah, let me just look. L- DJ, why is everything of yours on bright mode? This is obscene. Dude, I need the brightness. Look at me, or else my background doesn't work. This guy, Johnny Wait, Lazarus. Johnny Lazarus. This guy. Oh, this guy. He posted, and I read the article because I was like, I wonder why he thinks. That oh my god, he, he doesn't. <laughs> okay, I'm never oh, there. It is Blake Wheeler regular season. I think he can hit 60 points. And he used Jesse Pollock, a name that I could only say is I could use as a guy that I really don't enjoy following. Um, I'm almost uh, back on the clock here, so I don't want to get too well, carried away. That's why people but, draft him. But let's yeah, um, I, I, I I wanted to actually thank him for for his service. Um, yeah, Scott Eckblad's fine. Uh, Patrick Kane, I don't think plays this season, so I would stop drafting Patrick Kane. Um, there's he's not even on the team yet, and we don't know how his uh, injury uh, recovery has gone. So I am very worried about Kane playing. Um, but yeah, I. I I would not draft patches uh, all that often. I've taken them a couple times with Ovi, but I get it for sure. And hence why I've taken them a couple times. Ekblad, I think, is perfectly fine. You know, he's probably going to be the McAvoy from last year um, where, yeah, he'll miss the first three to four weeks. But, you know, ideally your team is healthy going into the year. So you'll still have two guys to sort of, you know, wrap it up. And Ekblad is like a last round guy. So he's not going to kill you. Um, All right. Sorry, sorry. It, 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 the reason is he's second line um, on daily face off yeah. and top power play. Oh, yeah, that's okay. just wrong. That is, <laughs> um, it's, just, it's just not happening. This is messed like, up, though. Daily face off, we've, we've learned in the Moinscape Pod Discord, they literally don't know anything about projecting. Um, they hardly update to news anymore. Like they're just they're just out here to try and get you to bet on shit like baseball. I don't understand it. That is, it's been disappointing is to see them fall off. Like if I no, I'm just done. I'm done. This doesn't make sense all around, kind of to me. But if you're telling me Blake Wheeler's on your top power play in New York, that is a big issue. There's really not a lot of meat to the bone here, but yeah, yep. I think he's gonna have 63 points. Yeah, that's um, that's he offered good. he offered a bet to one guy in the in, in the comments. It was like I got the under. He like bet straight up, and I was like, wait, me too, me too, me too. But <laughs> I was like, I will, I will gladly take that. I don't think he touches forty, is what oh, I said. No. And oh, no. I'm, I'm small potatoes though, but yeah. If you're gonna give yeah. me Blake Wheeler under sixty points, I will. Like they they have what they have Zegers for sixty seven and a half. They have like yeah. I don't know. I I could go on and on. Um, but yeah, yeah, I might as well talk about what I've been doing here. 
which is which is going to be taking another goalie. Um, the rankings I don't think are correct, but I'm not even really sure anymore. Um, I think I think Brick was very politely telling me that he didn't have time to fix everything right now in the in the nicest of ways, which which again uh, that's fine. Um, the the percentages are really what I care about having the most. Um, I do have Hedman in slow drafts. I think I have him in two right now going. So he's not going to be at zero for long. Still haven't drafted Jesper Bratt. Still haven't drafted Huberdo. I've considered it uh, maybe at least twice. But if you're, you know, you're joining and you miss my uh, regularly scheduled headphones deciding to stop working, I don't even think they're dead. I don't really know what's going on. Um, I started with Matt the Chuck at eight. Like I said, for some reason, I just am gifted with getting Matt the Chuck anytime he slips past ADP. I'm way over the field on him. Um, it's a good problem to have, I guess. But every draft, I think I'm in with like GA and other wild fans and they take Caprice off and they just give me Matt the Chuck. Um, Stutzel, again, I'm really low on him. Um, normally he gets taken with the other at the Chuck. So maybe a bit of a unique combination, but I, you know, I'm, I just, I kind of wanted to get a little bit more. Someone listened to us. I'm pretty sure into Connor before me. Yeah. Connor. Yeah. So I was, you know, him, Timo, I was like, you know, him or Nylander, like I kind of said, who I had and I'll, I'll take some Stutzel and get up on him. And then I, I haven't drafted much Stalin. Um, that ADP is a bit too high for me. I'll take him a bit as he slips um, with Tuck. Just a fun little combo. I know it's missing that Tage Thompson, which is going to be very common with Tuck. But, you know, Sabres could be a bit unique with how their stack get there no matter what. But, um, I, you know, just because that top line could be otherworldly. But I, I'm totally fine with getting a couple two-man, two pairings in Buffalo. And I'm also... Um, you know, Florida and Ottawa could be easily backsacked. Um, and, you know, one thing, you know, if you read my article, if you didn't read my article, I went into a lot of stuff we talk about on stream all the time as far as correlation is concerned. And I think we're finding, and, and, and Jay's actually doing some more work on this now about like the strong two-man stacks that worked last year and like the three-man stacks that worked or didn't work and stuff. But I'm pretty high on like to get a few two-man stacks, you know, don't go crazy, maybe two or three two-man stacks and move on and very seldomly grab a third in that mix. Um, the perfect storm can happen. You have your Oilers, you have your Sabres, like I mentioned, maybe even Ottawa to an extent, um, where that those teams could have unbelievable offensive production. But I'm not like making it a staple of my drafting to get all these huge stacks because I just don't think they're necessary. And I don't think they're going to contribute to high advancement rates, and I don't think they're going to contribute to the winning team as much as it kind of in theory makes sense they would, but over a two week span, I kind of think you're, you know, you, you can hit the perfect two, but that perfect three sounds a bit uh, advantageous in, in these kind of uh, contests to me. Any thoughts? No, I think that's summarizing um, most of what we've discussed uh, to this point already. So sounds right. Um, I'm up next on the clock, Scott. Scott makes a good point about Kane. Um, and I ran the number and I posted it before, but Evander Kane was on pace for like almost 800 fantasy points oh. in the underdog scoring system oh. without top power play time, etc. What? <laughs> Patrick. Patrick nope. Kane. Follow the bouncing ball. Oh, is it Patrick? Evander. Yeah. Evander Kane is healthy. Okay. Um, I'm on the <laughs> Evander Kane, there's I'm no injury to worry about. Gonna... Well, he, he missed time uh, last year. I don't know, but... Yeah, I wasn't really. Yeah, I guess you're right. I'm gonna also. I'm gonna take Jason. And, and also, Evander Kane has a ADP. Evander Kane has a contract, um, which you know, reading's hard though. It's fine. I I really wasn't reading everything. Um, or anything. 
speaking of injuries, what guys are dealing with injuries that are nothing that are mispriced? Well, what guys have injuries that are or don't have we, injuries that are mispriced because of potential? Hmm. Uh, we dealt with a few days of Jake Gensel being overpriced because we thought he was dead, and it turns out they're projecting him to miss like five games, oh. and so it doesn't really matter. Um, and you know that's baked into ADP currently, yada yada. Um, I think the Montour thing is the most interesting because we just don't have a ton of detail on how long he misses, if he misses any time. Um, but if he's like guaranteed 100% healthy and you're betting on the, I don't know why DJ's, oh, oh we're, we're, we're on. Oh God, we're on. Okay. Um, Christ almighty. Uh, to finish that point though, Brandon Montour, so easy. he's 100% okay. healthy and Florida is good this year and not the dumpster fire that they were last year, um, that Brandon Montour will definitely beat his ADP. Um, but there's just a lot of injury uncertainty. He could miss a month. He could miss two months. Uh, we're not really sure where he stands, but I'm on the side where he misses probably a month. Akblad probably misses slightly longer than that. Um, and they just got to survive until that point. So, all right. Yeah. DJ gets the one on one. You're on the clock with the 101. This is a common thing I get on this watch. It's always telling me I'm on the clock at 101. Yeah. Uh, um, what a life I live. Yeah, other what a life. Other injuries. I'll scroll through the uh through the board just to see if there's anyone. Oh well, Svechnikov. Svechnikov is interesting. I think Svechnikov is currently overpriced based on um you know, based on where we're at. Uh, but we're still a month out. We haven't even uh, gotten to camp yet. So we don't really have updates on these guys. But Svechnikov tore his ACL in March, I think, uh, right before the playoffs. And, you know, uh, one, he will be back, you know, pretty soon after the season starts. But I do wonder about his efficiency and his effectiveness um, early on. You know, we, we saw Tom Wilson, uh, you know, uh, come back from the same injury last year, really? slightly older, uh, very different player. But um you know, uh, we sort of had the same concerns last year, and it tanked Wilson's ADP. Doesn't seem to have done much for Sachnikov, so I don't really have a ton of him. But I guess yeah. I have three percent if he didn't make our three shares at least. If yeah. he didn't make my fades list, so um, all right, I'm finally on the clock. Where am I? Wow, you absolute lunatics! Grab every single winger that I. They have left me with Jason Robertson at 12. Um, guess I'll do it. I'll take Robertson and I will take Ovi. So there we go. That that's a fun one. Yep. Um, yep. Very nice. There very nice. Blows. Um, yeah. I, mean, I mean, look at this range of winger that I'm all I'm high on all of them. Just all of them. Just it's so great. I don't have to worry about it. <laughs> yeah, because you're taking no DKP, but but uh, he could be the guy you need. Okay. Mr. Elias uh, Pedersen there. Zero yeah, percent. I think I I know for a fact I took him in a two center build that I think's on its final round. I think it was a Matthews Pedersen. Um, no, that's yeah. not right. I don't remember. It was something like that though. I, I have one two center build going uh, with him, and it so that will be coming around the mountain. All right, who will take who? We we get the Pasta Timo. There goes Connor Rantanen. 
PA. I'm going to take a wild guess. There it is, Nylander. Okay, makes sense. Makes sense. Don't know if I know Dosh Daniels. Um, I've seen him, but I'm not I feel sure. Like I've seen him too. Yeah, I'm in not... our in our little space. Yeah, it's going to get interesting here at the turn. It's going to get very interesting. Who will take who? This guy's Matthews, Leon. Okay, okay, okay. This is fun. This is good. What's going on in this draft? Okay, I need to step back. I got what the yeah, two goalies. I like these two goalies. I like Darlene and some slippage, if you will. Okay, so there goes Gensel. Boy, we have been we have been cooked. Cooked at winger. There goes Pedersen. Pedersen Leon start. Um. I'm gonna. I'm very low on Igor, so I'm gonna go Igor. And I'm gonna go Hyman before I get absolutely buried and get my like fourth Hyman share. It'll be. It'll be fun. No one should be sad about it at all. We're all crying tears for uh, Mister One Hundred One here. Um, <laughs> to take Quinn Hughes, but we're not going to. Who's there at winger? Yikes! You know what? Yeah, I'm gonna. I'll take Billy Huso. Screw it. I'm just gonna get Coley over with now. I think I think Huso is gonna be pretty fine. Are you low on Huso? I mean, feel like I've gotten your take on kind of this mid range of goalie that I'm in on the other lobby. With I mean, Bennington, I know you're high on, but he's starting to jump. You know, some of the better guys. But like, yeah, I have I, uh, starting I, at I think Huso. Start, like, okay, okay. You you can you may speak. Sorry. No, I was just, I feel like we're one year removed from Billy Cuso being like a really highly touted prospect who was the best goalie in St. Louis and, you know, praising Geiserman for going out and getting in uh, CBY, just like, oh my God, what a genius fourth D chess move. And now it's kind of like, I don't know. I mean, I guess I'm lower on Detroit than maybe most too, but like, yeah, I, I mean, know. um, Huso's older than me, so he's not necessarily a prospect. Um, I have one share of Philly Huso. Um, obviously, I have 24% Bennington, and yeah, Bennington's not been in that ADP range the entire time, but you know, I, <laughs> I take him in that ADP range most of the time. Um, and I've cooled on Bennington, honestly, as he's risen, but uh, okay, I'm on the clock in our pod draft here, so I'll finish that thought afterward. Uh, look at that. The, the the people leave me with Svechnikov as the faller past ADP. I will just take Connor Bedard here. Um, I I love me some Connor Bedard, and I'll just try and keep uh, boosting my exposure, and then I'll just get Philip Forsberg alongside it. Uh, so missing out on that goalie tier uh, really stinks. That's the main reason I don't like getting the 11, 12 picks. Um, I just feel like I can't get Georgiev or even Hellebuck as the break glass option. Um, but as far as Huso goes, um, after him, I have one share of Aiden Hill. I have four shares of John Gibson. I have nine of Hart and Grubauer, um, nine of Fitchmelka. So those are really the late goalies that I'm after. Um, not necessarily Billy Huso. I just I feel like there's a lot of uncertainty for starts in Detroit. Um, they have not only James Reimer, but um, they also have um, Alex Leon. Is that right? Um, yeah, they make Alex Leon. Yeah, so I just uh, think just, he's going to be in the AHL, though. But I don't 
Yeah, you're probably right, but it's just like I don't think the team's gonna be all that great. And uh, I think uh, I think Count MC uh, Mano and I are um, overdue for our monthly Red Wings argument, so I'll have to spurn that tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, like, I, would it be shocking if they made the playoffs? No, but. I don't think they they have the star power to uh, put that together yet. So I kind of think it would if they made the playoffs. I mean, yeah, and I, it would be more surprising than Buffalo and Ottawa. But I can I can yeah. at least check my bias at the door here a little bit and say I am biased. So uh, yeah, no, it, it's possible too that I, like I, they they could make the playoffs and be the Islanders where they're like cannon fodder yeah, first round, yeah. that sort of where they're just like clutching and grabbing their way to the playoffs. Um, but I just don't think they have the the game breaking talent that you need to yeah. compete in uh in the Atlantic at this point with Toronto and Tampa still at full full speed and Florida presumably going to be much better than they were last year closer to the Presidents winning team of two years ago. All right, so um, this guy got uh, enough cool Caulfield. Really I'm I'm gonna get more right now, but um, that's we have. We have a couple full fate of Chris Carter is oh wait not for long not for long I don't like it I don't like oh, it wow. I'm gonna get okay. it right here okay. yeah 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 I'm gonna, go. I'm gonna do it. I I don't really want to you know I could grab Evan Bouchard you have one share of Evan Bouchard you have not told me you you have not told me you are not an Evan Bouchard bro this is I am never this is too up. early this is too early this is way too Absolutely early not you're wrong you're wrong I'm like. His ADP is being propped up by McDavid and Drysaddle so much, and it's like I get it for the power play. Like he, he, and he has a definitely a very big peak week type potential. He's went above Dougie Hamilton though. Like I think we're, I think it's time to maybe yeah. do a reality check here a little bit. Like Dougie Hamilton has Luke Hughes breathing down his neck. Oh crap! Evan Bouchard has Darnell Nurse. Like we know what Darnell Nurse is. Like he's not taking the power play job away from him. So I don't know. Right. Um, Wow, I, I, I can't believe I learned that about you today. I, I hate I hate it. I want more of him. I just yeah, I'm not I mean I could have done it here. This would have been the draft. Was yeah, right around ADP. I could have grabbed him here. I just don't care as much about getting a correlation when I already have Hyman. And maybe if I didn't have Hyman, I may have just done it and said McDavid Bouchard, whatever. I'm gonna run that two man, but I'm gonna wait on defense. I'm gonna make sure I get Kreider Caulfield. Uh massive, massive goal upside rather than, you know, forcing in a guy that I think is just going a bit too early. Um, yeah, I know, and this is a good point, Bouchard's ADP keeps rising because of big McDavid. And everyone's like, oh, look at this. He's right there. Correlation. Got it. And it's like, okay, well, I'm going to win winger while you while you grab Bouchard and continue to rise his ADP above anything where I think it really should be. Um, Enjoy like, losing defense. We're using one playoff example for why we're taking this guy before we're legitimate using, 40 goal scores. There. Um, or at least. Who's a legitimate 40 goal scorer? Kreider had 50 like two years ago, didn't he? And you have zero shares yeah. of Chris Kreider. I'm not sure that's a good argument. Oh, his headphone died. Oh, no. Oh, you panicked. Maybe, maybe that's what happened. I'm not sure. All right, well, I'm about to be on the clock here. I'm I have Boucher. Sorry, I have Bedard, Robertson, Ovi, and Philip Forsberg. 
Of course, there are a glut of centers at the top of my uh, rankings because, of course, you know, in a vacuum, I would prefer to have most of these guys. But uh, pick 60, um, Patrick Lyonnais on the board. I will take um, I will take a share of Miro Heiskanen and then Patrick Laine. Um And obviously Miro goes with my Jason Robertson selection. Um, if I'm going to be low on someone when I do take them, obviously I want to capitalize on when that player is very good or else, uh, you know, I'm probably punting off um, my season. So when Robertson succeeds, you know, Miro Heiskanen can certainly get there. Um, there was, you know, uh, specific to Mira Heisken and saying that he's working on his shot. Um, now, a lot of that could just be talk, um, but, you know, we've seen before players like Conor McDavid and Sidney Crosby say, hey, we need to work on our shots more. And uh, they, they they follow that up with Rocket Richard caliber seasons. Um, not saying that Mira's going to go, you know, Evan Bouchard level or anything um, in terms of scoring goals, but um, he's an uber talented player. And really his main flaw is not that he, uh, is bad. It's that he wants to distribute the puck and he's more of the facilitator um, versus the Darlene where he's, you know, similarly talented. Um, and Darlene will hold the puck for an extra couple seconds, try and make a guy miss and then have a high quality look from the high slot and can be goalies. That's sort of the difference in their fantasy profile at this point. Um, so a bet on Miro Heiskanen is basically a bet on that aspect of his game changing because he's got everything else in spades. He's a great player. He's on a great team, so on and so forth. So, um, okay. I love John Carlson, but John Carlson does not have anywhere close to the upside that Evan Bouchard has. I'm sorry. Like, it's just that, that's not, I just, um, Evan Bouchard I is a very, very prized prospect and he's got an absolute rocket of a shot. Anyone knows that? He is glued to the top power play for the Edmonton Oilers. I don't know what else to say. He glued. had four fucking power play goals in 12 games, like in the playoffs. Like that is the last time we saw them against the best teams. But what are they going to do on a Wednesday night in Arizona? I don't know. It's just, it's just sickening. He was, he was awesome glued. after they traded Tyson Berry and he can only get better. I mean, he's still young. Like I it, like Matthias Ekholm is great for him at five on five. It's just perfect. This yeah, I, I don't know. I just I'm ready for darn. And oh my god, how is this happening? The guy who can't even get his audio to work is trying to talk talk me off of uh, Evan Bouchard Island. I, I will not stand for it. But I appreciate everyone doing me favors and uh, lessening the exposures to. Uh, these guys that I love in ADP boards. So, well, I'm going to take healers and I'm going to take none of these clowns. Definitely not. No, I'll take Kentucky again. That'll be fun. McDavid, Hyman, Caulfield, Kreider, Ehlers, Connecty, and Shesterkin. I mean, that's just beautiful. I might end up with more Bouchard than I have. I just think he is way, 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 way above his ADP, like what it should be, just because of legitimately Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl drafters. Um, it's just like, that's just not the way I'm going to play this. Where we just didn't know, Matt. We just didn't know. Can that's, you say something quickly? I want to make sure my head's warm. Yeah, it works. Perfect. I'm, I'm, great. I'm here. I'm here. I am, I am going uh, to, like, I haven't plugged in, like, Ah, I'm not going to get into it. Um, 
my other lobby, by the way, for those uh, audio listeners who are probably having a, a just a joyous time, JT Miller, Kairu, Matt the Chuck, Stutzel, Alex Tuck, Valerie Nertushkin, Brian Rust, Rasmus Dahlin, Noah Dobson, Demko Jari Huso. I am going to take Brock Besser to go with JT Miller here. Ooh. I think that correlation could be a thing. That's fun. You know, I do hope I like so. That. Um yeah, so that'll give me my two six two three build going. Um, I you know I don't think I won goalie, but I you know missed out on the main range starting with Demko and then kind of getting a little bit lucky I think with Jari after no, a little bit before ADP. Um, just kind of grab those two to hopefully get a lot of starts. You could argue both teams are not the best, but a lot of starts there. And then Billy Huso, um, a bit of a bet. Like if Detroit's good, it's probably him. Um, you know, Lion could just be a flash in the, the flash in the pan. Is that the saying? Yep. By combining two sayings, that's the right thing. Nope, okay. that's, that's the right uh, saying. So that's the right we'll saying. See. I don't know why I said it. It just sounded like it wasn't real. Um, you're almost on the clock in the other draft. You're still goalieless through six I rounds. Am, I am. At the turn of the seven, very, it's very I'm hard. Sure. But uh, I would say you got a bit buried over the Avalanche, and like as like they're going above ADP in that lobby for sure. Um, Evan Bouchard didn't Jay post a whole article about why Bouchard was like a bad pick? Am I losing my mind? Yeah, he said to take it's Mira like Heiskanen over him, which yeah, is just yeah. insane. When someone projects Mira Heiskanen and Evan Bouchard for the same amount of goals, I have one thing to say to that person, and that is watch the fucking games. Just watch the games and tell me that makes wow. sense. It doesn't. There's no reason for that to, to, to be a thing. Um, yeah, it's just. I, I it's agree just that I think Bouchard is very likely to to score more goals, but I just, I, I, I worry about, um, like, I feel like the same argument we're kind of making against Brent Burns. I'm sure you already listened to my Hurricanes talk from yesterday or today, right? Um, where it's like, oh boy, like a lot of chefs in the kitchen could eat and do his minutes, maybe not get as much ice time. But I feel like Edmonton, unless if they're really, really willing to loosen the reins even more on Bouchard, which they should, um, I'm worried. I, I don't know what else you want to see to, to loosen the reins. I mean, that's just obnoxious. Okay, I'm going to uh, stay ahead of this wing avalanche. And I took Miro. I'll take John Carlson here. Six, extend the olive branch. Grab me that OV Carlson stack. Just, uh, just, just perfect. Love it. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm starting to get maybe too much Marty Natchos late, and I probably could have waited in the other lobby. Um, I need one more winger, one more defenseman. But I have Darlene. I have the Chucks, Stutzel, uh, Tuck. You know, I think I'm pretty good. But would you have gone with like a Bo Horvat to go with Dobson rather than what I did there and just take Natchos? Or do you think like Noah Dobson's not really like completely tethered to anyone? Um. Yeah, I don't think you need to stack all that heavily. Um, you know, it's not like you need to take Horvat. Um, I probably slightly prefer Horvat though over Natchez, uh push come to shove. I'm yeah. just, you well, know, it's more of a thing where I think Horvat plays with Matt Barzell. And, you know, we tried this last year and they were the same old boring Islanders. But man, um, it, it's really appetizing because we just simply haven't seen that from the Islanders because Barzell got hurt like the second Horvat joined the team. 
Um, so I just I just sort of am in, enchanted a bit by their possible upside together versus Nate Childs is a wonderful player. He's really good, but I just don't know that you can surround him with enough talent so that he like goes absolutely nuclear on a season the way that we know Horvat mm-hmm. can when he's surrounded and you know use right. So yeah, um, that's fair. Yeah, no, I I agree. Also, you know, um, yeah, I I. I yeah. I think I'm just higher on Nachos, kind of the aging curve sort yep. of debate where I think he's starting the, um, to come into his prime where Horvath could be leaving as well, but I don't know. Sure. Uh, I'm happy to I'm happy to continue the defenseman wars um, you know, for, forever. Honestly, I've not listened to your uh, Carolina breakdown, but I know if you search my name and Burns in the Discord, you can go back to a time where uh, um, was it was it Nano again? Or are we just out in the Discord uh, going at it, you know, daily? Uh, maybe, but um, basically in the Discord it came up uh, when the athletic projections came out. Brent Burns was very low on their projections list, and we sort of talked about it and sort of the assumptions and and whatnot that went into it. Um, there, there's a few reasons where even though I'm relatively high on Brent Burns right now, I'm probably going to be dialing that back uh, after examining some of the stats. So. Um, you know, I'm not saying I'm a Burns like, you know, denier or anything, but I'm certainly cooling on him. And I do think that John Carlson going in the 80 range is criminal. Um, but that has nothing to do with Evan Bouchard. You know, I have 20% John Carlson, 25% Bouchard. Um, so, you know, love both those players and totally understand like, you know, Carlson's a value, but I just don't think, uh, Bouchard is in the same ballpark as far as upside. I think he, you know, I think he's ahead of that, just given uh, what we've seen from him in small samples and projecting that forward, given his pedigree and the offense he's on. Okay, so I'm on the clock in my uh, ending very shortly first draft. Um, boy, the wingers, they, they, be, they be flying off the shelves. Um, Darlene and Dobson, I think I'm just going to hope they carry me early in the season. I'm going to get my first Aaron Ekblad share. Um and hope that, you know, he returns and he can, uh, you know, be in the mix. I'm going to draft a winger in the last round, which I kind of hate doing. But like I said, I started winger, winger, um, goalie winger, I believe. No, defenseman winger. So um, I feel like I did pretty well there. And I, I maybe, you know, maybe I've gone too far sometimes in these lobbies. was just like taking, I mean, I have many slow drafts going where I have like zero six zero twos. Um, so I don't mind in some of these fast drafts where the wingers are getting to say, all right, screw it. I'm going to get different than the other drafts I'm doing that I've, you know, I've already done a lot of drafts where I've, you know, absolutely gone, you know, way too far with the winger stuff. Um, I guess when you do 150, do whatever you want is the theory there. Um, what winger have I not drafted yet? That's what I'm going to do here. I'm going to pick a winger I have not taken yet. That'll be fun. Um, you're on the clock though. I am. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, make, 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 make I have, I'll look. I have Bennington queued up. Um, just debating um, the other selection here. Cause yeah. Yeah. This is a struggle. I'm on the struggle bus here. I think I'm just going to grab some campy. Um, I don't love taking centers at ADP, um, but with Connor Bedard, you know, I, I am fully aware that Bedard could have uh, some struggles and some down weeks, and I don't really want to rely on two late round centers. 
um, even though I'm probably comfortable with that. So I'm sort of sacrificing a goalie, reaching to get a goalie um, in, in return for that bit of security. So that was my internal debate while I was on the clock there. And uh, while you wrap this draft up. Oh, okay. Yeah, last pick. I kind of wanted to get a little bit different. Um, you know what? Maybe I'll take Cap- Capo. Um, <laughs> haven't taken any yet. Former second overall Stack pick. Anyone? Um, the, no. Who am I going to take? I mean, I could take Tatar. Oh, wow. Some some late news. Uh, reacting to late news. I, I, uh, I, I think I'll take Tatar to go with Nertushka. Why not? It's not the dumbest thing I've ever done in the world. I mean, this guy <laughs> has rates. Yeah, he does um, hit a little bit. Yeah, I talked yeah. about this with uh, Ross Colton, like the first week of our show. And you know, it was when I think it was when Colton signed his RFA deal or whatever. Um, and Colton's a center on underdog, so it's not that valuable. But um, but the the thing with Colorado is, yes, they have you know these elite players that are going to be on their first power play, but they don't have anything else. I mean, like they have nothing as far as depth is concerned, um, which is why guys like Jonathan Juwin are getting drafted, you know, here. And it's like, those guys are not fantasy relevant, um, but Thomas Tatar certainly is slash could be, um, you know, he's not necessarily a right shooter by any means, but he's, you know, he's a mucker. He can get you some goals. He'll pick up points. Um, you know, he's just a good offensive player and should play in the top six for that team. Um, you know, but maybe they try and give Juin a chance or something, but I, I just don't really see him running with it. Yeah. Um, so I think there's at least a good chance that Tatar, you know, gets top six minutes there. So I like the pick. It's perfectly fine by me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and like, it, is there a snowball's chance in hell he gets power play run, do you think? No. Well, top power play run. He'll be on the second yeah. power play, but um, – yeah, I, I think it's more likely that Johansson gets top power play run, which is to say not that likely. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna take Grubauer. I just don't want to miss on goalie any longer. I have Shisterkin, but I kind of want to grab one more guy. Um winger is cooked. Um I only have Morrissey. Ruba correlates with Kreider a little bit. I think I just frankly like Wierenski more, so I think I'm just gonna take Wierenski. Um, to go with Morrissey. So, uh, and also, I didn't mention this pick, but I got John John Tavares at 97 or 20 spots after ADP to go with McDavid. So, I may be done at center. I think I likely am, but I'm going to hold for now. Um, Really happy with my five wingers I already have in Hyman, Caulfield, Kreider, Ehlers, and Connecting from an upside perspective. Massive rate shooters. Um, Really just not a lot of downside to any of, of them other than like some injury concerns, you know, with, with Caulfield and Ehlers, but I'm not really worried about that. I also think there's at least a chance connecting gets traded and there's a lot of teams that could use them in a big way. So, you know, even if he, he's in a good spot in Philadelphia, albeit on a bad team, he could be in an even better spot, like a team mayor sort of we found last year. So um, we'll see what happens there. You never really know, but I know the after the whistle guys, which I guess if we're going to start giving them credit for the Darlene rumor that, you know, even 32 thoughts were saying like these guys don't, they're talking about, they were also very high. on like, this guy's getting moved and they are friends with Danny Breer. So I don't know. I just don't know. Um, yeah. No possible trade chatter. Um, that's, uh, I think that's somewhat legitimate. It makes sense given uh, their burn it to the ground type mentality. 
uh, over in Philly. All right. So yeah, yeah, they're they're uh, tearing it down. I am five spots away. Um, I am really sweating out this goalie avalanche. Um, but there's a few teams in front of me with two goalies, so we'll see. Um, to me, this the, the goalie market really sort of falls off right after Carol Vigmelka. Um and so you know ADP wise at least, and. You know, there's some goalies here that still could be quote unquote starters, but we just don't know at this point which one to pick. Um, so I'm just sort of sweating that out. But it looks like okay, it looks like I'll get at least one of the goalies I was gunning for. So that's good enough for me. And um, yeah. So all right, I'm just going to wrap up goalie then. John Gibson and Elvis. Um, I don't love either goalie, but again, I got really frozen out on goalie early. Um, I sort of sacrificed. Wait, can you it. could you please list off your goalies? Uh, my goalies are Jordan Bennington, John Gibson, and Elvis Mers Lincolns. Um, yeah, that's what happens when you take both Mira Heiskanen and John Carlson ahead of pick one hundred. Yeah. No, I mean, it, it. you have a very – like, it's funny, like, looking at your team other than goalie, there are just so many peak performers on this roster. I mean, Bedard could be a guy late, especially a guy that – I don't know how high he'll advance, but, man, like, if this guy starts, you know, catching fire when we get into the playoffs, he obviously has the skill. Um, we just – a very big unknown. Kempe, Robertson with OV, Forsberg, Laine, Nertushkin. That sounds like quite a few goals to me. Um, you have Heights get in to go with Robertson. You have OV Carlson. I mean, it's just like a lot of it makes sense. Good two man stacks, but then yeah, goalie, you got to combine like 55 wins there, but might be going high. You have a good well, I'm, yeah. well, I'm, I'm ready to torch this team anyway. So just, just, just stay tuned. Doing it for the content. Not, you're trapped in Tom Wilson. <laughs> well, I mean, you are right. I, I could torch my team doing that, but. Um, no, that is not what I have in mind. And also, I don't always draft a third center, so we'll see. But some of these lobbies, I just get to the last pick, and it's like, I don't know. Probably should just take a winger. I don't know. I I, I have I have done at least a few. Where I have not um, taken a third center, especially with McDavid's and Matthews um, teams, where I think we discussed it. Like, dry titles. You know, he's still draftable in the top four. Like, he still has a peak week like almost no one else. But um, I do think you kind of need a little bit more from center because of if he, the power play isn't clicking or, or whatever for a short stint, like, he loses quite a bit of uh, potential output in those weeks. So I'm back on the clock, 2-5, two, 2-2. Two, two. As I mentioned, I will sadly – I'm not going to add to the Olympics stack anyways. Um, I don't yeah. – this is about where I take Brock Besser normally, so maybe I'll queue him up. Could get defense done early. Goalie is completely cooked. So, yeah, I'm going to grab Brock Besser. Um, okay, froze. There he is. And, man, don't think I have any, like, good correlations here. Um, you know what? I'll take Vince Dunn. I'm very, very low on Vince Dunn. Yeah, I'm going to take Vince Dunn. I don't have much. I just worry about the rates with him, but um, 
three-point production is is to the moon. And if, if those rates come up even a little bit, he could be a very, very useful player. Um, and I think with Seattle, you get a, some good opportunity late in the round to get like a little correlation here or there. Um, yeah, so I like my team, 2-6-3-2. I, I have Shostakin, though, have and, and Grubauer. So I, mm-hmm. When you draft on your desktop, and I know you, you're mostly a phone drafter, bro. You know, you're a phone uh, lineup builder, bro, too. Like, I get it. Mm. You use this light mode? No. I actually okay. probably can now because I have a ring light. But it, but it just looks okay. like half my face is lit up. It so what I need to do here, you know what? I'll show you really quick. It doesn't change. One. Okay. No, it's good. I don't get it. It's, it's not even changing. It changes. It okay, hold on. I got, wait, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I have to do. I have to do one thing here. You can still hear me, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. We got okay, you. Turn this. I turn off my. I turn off my background. So I have the ring light over here, and I want to move it here, but there's no room behind these monitors. I also want to figure out okay, maybe if I could just set up this monitor to actually connect. But I, it's connected to work. They both are. Mm-hmm. But I have an HDMI. This one. But when I turn it on dark. It's so dark over here and so bright over here. I think it looks weird. And I'll turn it back. Do you have two HDMI cords? Because you could just hook. Look. Uh, do you have two HDMI ports? I mean, there's not laptop or no? No, there's not two ports. There's not two ports. Okay. So, so if you, if you got a screen, splitter, you as you can see behind me now. Yeah. So now I will I will turn back on my virtual background, whatever I want. But I like this one, which is also why I wore this uh, Canucks jersey because it blended in well um and now it's for some reason blocking my microphone but when i have it on dark mode i feel like half my face is in the darkness but when i have it on bright it comes back out of the darkness hmm. I, I literally am not noticing anything but sure fine by me yeah uh, in the, right, in the so comments are you you don't see this i made it to um i feel like i'm evil to the clock uh wings are very much picked over uh I, believe it or not, have only four shares of Oliver Bjorkstrand. Um, I'm going to rectify that, get me uh, get me closer to the 8% Bjorkstrand that uh, we all know that, you know, uh, the Moynescape pot should, should just have Bjorkstrand, I mean, the Bjork god. Um, and then I'll take Seth Jones to pair with Conor Bedard and wrap up my defense room, um, meaning I still have a center spot and a wing spot to finish off this roster and get a 3-7-3-3 build. Nice and tidy, my little safety blanket of a roster construction. I don't know why my mic just, for some reason, I've added to the background, but I like it. Do you see me playing with the... Yeah, it, it looks like your shoulder uh, fell off. Did anyone else have It's fine. Oh, everyone, yeah, everyone, left when, yeah. uh, everyone left the stream when you uh, went off your audio for you know the, the 40th time. I, I genuinely think for some reason, it's not my headphones. For some reason, uh, StreamYard decides that my headphones are no longer good enough because it's not even making the noise like they're dead. It just goes like, but a bump and they kick off. And then if I, Interesting. so maybe I just need to like plug them, like unplug them and plug it back in. But um, yeah, I don't know what's going on with that. I was charging them before we started and I, the headphones, both of them should have been at a hundred percent in the headphone. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. I just don't know. Okay, I'm almost back on the clock. A couple more picks. Um, I think I'm going to record my Blackhawks after this. What's up next? I did Carolina, 
Yeah, Chicago. Chicago's right, yeah. Or Columbus, yeah. technically, Chicago's depending right. on how you're doing alphabetical oh. order. CBJ. Versus... Yeah, no, I know. I, yeah, no, I already started with like the entire name because I did uh, okay. Carolina after Calgary because I was like, oh, that's correct. And then I was like, oh, wait. Makes well, sense. It is okay. correct, but um, boy, I think every single Seattle player went cool. Yeah, I took I took Bjorkstrand since I so. just as I predicted, which yeah. So that leaves literally Tolvin in. I mean, I don't know. That feels whatever. Um, yeah. Well, I, I'm gonna take. I think I'm gonna take Schmid for the hundredth time, but whatever. And I'm gonna take whoever Madcat doesn't take. He started Leon Pedersen, so I gotta I gotta think he's not going center. He goes center. So I will grab the Duke. Uh, I'll grab okay. Schmied. Oh what? No what? I was I going to suggest Eli Tolvanen. Um Eli Tolvanen remains on the board. Power play one. I literally just said I I, I could take Tolvanen, but I might save him. Yeah, I might do it. Don't worry. Oh Don't you're, everything you're away. saving. I wanted, I wanted I see what you mean. I see what you mean. I, well, I, now he's gonna I go. Gonna I mean, I, it's okay. Um, but yeah, I'm, I could. I'm gonna be overweight. I have, I have, Bjork, I have Bjorkstrand, his line mate, and potential power play mate. I could take Tolvin. Um, do whatever I you was want. Saying it's, free, it's free country. You could, you could steal all my players. I could actually. Yeah, I could have done. It, but you, you steal all of our 101s. I steal all of your players. I mean, McKinnon. I mean, I'm McKinnon. Holy crap. McDavid and Tavares is pretty freaking good for center. Like that's, I Tavares. I feel like at at seventy six point seven is egregious. Um, but I get it because of how these drafts go, and you know you're normally already locked up one of your centers, and he's just much more of a technicality. Uh, Tavares at ninety seven, otherwise known as Connor McDavid pick number, that is that is egregious. Like I don't know if I'm ever going to get that again. Um, so yeah, I. I, you know, I might just say those are my two centers and then I have Morrissey, Wierenski and Dunn, you know, so basically I have Tavares, Wierenski, Dunn, and then a mixture of Hyman, Caulfield, Kreider, Ehlers, Konechny, Besser, Duclair, like I got a lot of good flex positions already, but I do worry about like Hyman's upside week to week, Caulfield's upside week to week, like the... I, I, yeah, I feel like maybe I could just add that. But you're on the clock, though. You, you talk through your pick. I'm, I'm, whatever. I am. Um, so I am going to take alongside Patrick Line, Adam Fantilli, uh, the can't miss Bedard Fantilli uh, rookie center build. Um, you know, just ooh. Ooh, hook it to my veins. Um, and then you know, I'm kind of just like, I'm just kind of like whatever for for this last pick. I'm just gonna grab Nino. Um, I feel like Nino's a guy who I'm comfortable with in the last round. Um, just like, you know, when I need a winger, a guy who is very much standalone in that, like, you know, he's probably not going off only when Kyle Connor goes off or Mark Scheifele or something. Like, he's just sort of like the guy who probably won't do much, but when he does, it's like mucking and, you know, banging home rebounds and whatnot. Um, just a decent rates player, so... Um, I'll take him uncorrelated versus something thinner. Like, uh, you know, I was looking at Luke Evangelista to go alongside Forsberg or um, who are some of the other options I had up? 
um, TJ Oshie for this Washington stack, like things like that, but none of it really stands out to me. So I prefer Nino. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I'm yeah, gonna look at the full board before I make my last pick. And we are not um, reviewing teams any thoughts because on it's already two hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're good. All your teams are perfect except for mine, which is the best. Boy, it is again. Um, this is what happens to me every time. I, I get so excited about my build, and I think I've done it. I've put it together. I'm just going to draft that eighth winger, and then I look at a guy like Nazem Kadri. I'm just like, oh, hold on. Uh, we have a contender my, for the best team at our lobby. Um, are you okay. uh, best team in the lobby for sure? Um, B cross track, five centers. Um, mm. Four defense four with Cal McCarr. You, know, you draft Cal McCarr, you got to shore up that D spot. You know, you draft Jack Hughes first round, you got to shore up center. Um, Hellebuck, Logan Thompson. At wing, Artemi Panarin, Drake Batherson, Jamie Benn, Lawson Kraus. That's it. You got to score two of those guys every single week. I mean, just a master class right there from our friend. Uh, B cross track. So thank you, B cross track, for paying the rake in this okay. draft. Matt, Matt, Kadri or Tolvanen? Um, I would say Kadri, honestly, but you know, like yeah, I get one of two centers and eight oh, wings. Man. I just if it if it just yeah if it just wasn't Kadri, I feel like everyone else here I could justify not taking. But man, Kadri just feels like how do you not just add him to that mix for? Um, I don't even know if it went through because it always freezes when I take the last pick. Um, yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's we're not going to interview team. It did go through. You uh, got it. Get... Oh. Okay, cool. Uh, another draft just finished as well for me. I don't think it's this. No, this is the last two. Another slow draft in the books. So um, new exposures will be coming out. Uh, yeah. Wanna... All right, we're gonna now we're gonna draft a Thursday. Sunday slate, right? That you want, okay. No, let's get out of here. Yeah, I'm in. I'm in. Just all in, baby. Uh, I'm, I'm all, all underdog right. now. Close this out. I drafted the. Uh, oh boy! Wow! Oh my God! My face. That was that was huge. Um, I drafted a Sunday Monday slate because there was overlay and jammed a ton of autos and whatnot and like 2.5x my entry fees and somehow DJ with the same exact approach lost a ton of money. So that was very fun. And therefore I love underdog. I, I lost like eleven dollars. I lost eleven yeah, that's a ton of money when I, that's I, a ton of money when each draft you put in is like worth fifty percent ROI. And you have like fifty four percent Tony Pollard yeah. and like sixty percent. Like it was almost impossible. Unbe- yeah. I figured out a way. Yeah. You know what that way was yeah. was drafting a ton of Pollard and uh Aaron Rodgers, uh, because <laughs> everyone mean. was taking quarterbacks, hey, and I was like, I'll just default to Rodgers. I don't care. And Rodgers is like, I'm, my Achilles is I'm just I, I had the roster. I had, I had the roster. If Rodgers is healthy, I'm just, I'm just a better, I'm just a better uh, Sunday to Monday night primetime uh, underdog fantasy slate drafter than you, DJ. You're just gonna have to admit it. All right, but uh, thank you all for tuning in. Um, another great two hours of talking best puck with you all uh please do make sure you check out drafters if you are you know looking to scratch an itch get more uh equity down and also support a site that again i think has a really strong and different approach than underdog i like their deeper rosters 
Um, I, I kind of like the smaller drafts. You know, you're getting better players. Um, but I think it's just a different game in general. Um, so DJ, uh, drop that link in the YouTube chat. Um, I will drop that in the uh, description of the podcast. And DJ, put on the screen Underdog Fantasy promo code MSP if you want to draft alongside us next time. And uh, a big thank you to the chat once again for stepping up when we had a brand new draft and we were able to start a draft within 10 minutes. You know, it wasn't immediate, but we got there. And that's a huge uh, kudos to you guys for tuning in and uh, participating with us. We, we could not do it if you guys didn't show up for us on a weekly basis. So um, until then, check us out at Morning Skate Pod on Twitter. I'm at Fake Moods. It is at DJ Anders Mitchell 94. Um, sub to my newsletter. And that will do it. So see you all next Tuesday. Peace.